Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Thursday night to you. I'm going to be here with you for the next three hours. I'm happy about that. I'd be here for the next 24 hours, but they won't allow it. Yeah, I'm that that damn hyped about being here. But anyway, for the next three hours, we're going to talk about quite a few things. I'm going to get into Dana White in a few minutes. We're going to talk about Derek Carr. We're going to talk about the New York Jets. We're going to talk about Trevor Bauer. The Los Angeles Lakers are trying. And I mean trying. They're trying to play basketball right now against the Dallas Mavericks. It's basically LeBron James and some guys uh, versus Luka Doncic and some other guys. Except for the guys that Luka Doncic plays with, they're probably better. Right now at halftime, the Dallas Mavericks are beating the Lakers 59-48. to I'm being joined here on CBS Sports Radio by super producer and host, Dave Shepard, we've been hanging out here with you for an hour already. Uh, We have talked about Lamar Jackson and his knee injury. He went on Twitter today letting everyone know that he will not be available in this weekend's wild card game against the Cincinnati Bengals because the stability in his knee sucks. His knee isn't stable. Don't expect to see him out there. Uh, Obviously, this does not bode well for the Baltimore Ravens advancing in the playoffs. This really could be a third consecutive season that Lamar is pretty much hurt at the end of the year. Last year, they didn't make the playoffs because he had an ankle injury uh, that lingered at the end of the season. Uh, Lamar, with this sprained knee, he hasn't played since December 4th, uh, so we probably won't see him here to end the season. And then the year before that, when he was in the playoffs against the Buffalo Bills, He won a playoff round, and then in the divisional game against the Buffalo Bills, he had to exit with a concussion. And so Lamar Jackson has been looking for a payday. He's been looking for a guaranteed deal. And it looks like, if anything, he's probably going to get slapped with a franchise tag. Because I think the way that the Baltimore Ravens have constructed their team, they can't just get rid of the guy. And it's probably prudent and smart for Lamar right now to just accept the tag if he doesn't get a long-term deal because we knew he wanted that guaranteed money prior to the season. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. And so good luck to Lamar. Good luck to the Ravens. They're going to need it against the Bengals. And good luck to Tua Tonga-Valoa as well. That's another starting quarterback who we will not see this weekend 
because his brain, unfortunately, has been rattled one too many times. Get well to both of those dudes. Shame. It's absolutely terrible. Also, we talked about the AFC title game. We learned, because of everything that happened with DeMar and the game cancellations, etc., that if we were going to see the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC title game, it was going to take place at a neutral site. That neutral site has been revealed right here in Atlanta, Georgia. The Mercedes-Benz Stadium right downtown across from State Farm Arena, Olympic Park, all that good stuff. And uh, I I hope that's the AFC title game that we get. I know that our listeners in Cincinnati don't want to hear that, but it would be a whole party. It would be a whole event here in Georgia if we have a chance and an opportunity to host an AFC title game between the Chiefs and the Bills. Knowing what they did in the playoffs last year, that would make everybody's day here. So I am quietly hoping and praying that that takes place. And also keep in mind this, for every playoff game, I want to remind folks, because of what we saw last year with the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs just throwing the ball back and forth and having one of the most ridiculous games you will ever see in your life, remember, they've changed the overtime rule in the playoffs. Both teams will have an opportunity to have a possession. And so we're not going to see that Kansas City scores game over. With the new rules, we would have seen or we will see Buffalo get a chance at the ball. And that will go for every single game this playoffs. So if we do have an epic game, you play your ass off, everybody will get a chance. And everybody will go out there and get an opportunity. It should be fun. If you want to talk to me here on the show, it's simple. 855-212-4CBS. If you want to hit me up on social media, that is also easy. I am at JR Sport Brief everywhere on social media. This is pretty funny. I actually saw this last hour. Colts owner, this is reported by Adam Schefter. Colts owner Jim Ursay, he announced his team interviewed Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy for their head coaching job. And I tweeted this out in response. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for everyone involved. This is the same Colts team that wanted to, uh, or same Colts owner, who wanted to just hand a job over to Jeff Saturday to babysit the team to close out the season. This is the same Eric Bieniemy, for whatever reason, has gone through, I feel like, four or five years of interviews, being the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, and he's yet to walk away with a head coaching job in the NFL. And I don't know. Jim Ursay should probably just hold a contest for all of the Colts fans in Indianapolis, and he should just say, okay, well, who wants to coach the team? I mean, if you're going to let Jeff Saturday just walk out of the television booth, why not let the local teachers and firefighters and politicians and tax accountants, let them coach the Colts for a day? Colts ain't going nowhere until they find out who their next quarterback is going to be. That's a damn shame. At this point, I guess uh, Jim Ursay would be the only owner in the NFL who would hire Eric Bieniemy. I want to call it comical, but it's, uh, it's pretty sad. 
I've been hoping that Eric Bieniemy gets a job for a long time, but it'd probably be a match made in hell if he ended up working for Jim Ursay. Hey, Shep, Jeff Saturday, when he gets the boot, does he just go back to ESPN like nothing happened? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Does he talk about how bad he did? Uh, he, he better. He, he he, I, mean, he, it, right? I mean, listen, not to quote Lucille Ball here, but he's got some explaining to do. We didn't expect him to be this bad. What is he, well, he? Okay, so it's his first day back on NFL Countdown or whatever. And what do they do? They make a joke. He's like, yeah, I came back. I tried to give it a try. And, you know, it was interim thing. And now I'm back here on TV. And then they just forget about it, right? They should have a, a glaringly huge, ginormous sign saying 33-0. Oh, my God. This is what white privilege looks like. I'm sorry. Okay, that was a little too far. Oh, but my God. You, but No, but, JR, but in, 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 all, in all seriousness, like, this was a lousy decision to hire Jeff Saturday, and nobody anticipated him giving up a 33 to nothing halftime lead to a quarterback that's not even going to sniff the Hall of Fame. Oh, damn. He's not. You, you just annihilated two people in two seconds, <laughs> in, in 90 seconds. Well, Kirk Cousins, I mean, listen, when you look at that 2012 draft class with RG3 and, and, um, and, and Luck, and, oh, I can't include Wilson in that because he is on his way at to the Hall of Fame. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is making money, though. He's making that bread. It, and he's had a better career than Luck in RG3, so you gotta give him, I got to give him some credit. You do. Yeah, good for Kirk Cousins. He knows how to cast a check. Oh, yeah. And you're correct about Jeff Saturday. I mean, this is you know, it's an example of white privilege because we know damn well that there's a, a, a lot of, well, NFL has a problem with hiring black coaches anyway. And so to see Jeff Saturday walk off of television and just, just have a job uh, is an example almost of, uh, of nepotism. You know, he might have well been rocked in the crib of Jim Ursay. And uh, Jeff Saturday will be fine. He's just going to have to take a beating in the court of public opinion. Uh, This is quite the opposite. We've learned even today that Sean Payton, who stepped down from the Saints and decided to step into the world of television by working for Fox, Sean Payton has already, already been on interviews. Sean Payton had an interview with the Broncos. And we know they're looking for a head coach. They're actually looking for a head coach who knows how to go out there and run the damn clock. Sean Payton had to sit down with the Walton family and talk to everybody about how he would fix Russell Wilson. And I guess there might be some similarities. I I guess Sean Payton might look at Russell Wilson and think, well, damn it, if I could do wonders with a Drew Brees, then maybe I could do the same thing with a Russell Wilson. And it was only this past Sunday where Sean Payton was asked about the chances of him going back to coaching. You know, what would it take for him to coach? What's the process for him to get back onto the field? And this is what Sean Payton had to say on Fox. I have two years left on a contract with New Orleans, so 23 this upcoming year and 24. So because of that, any team that would want to inquire or speak with me can do so. They just need permission from the Saints. Um, and then down the road, if that's something that materializes into anything else, then there would be compensation required, much like a player trade. So it's always the hard time of the year, though, and I hate when we call, like, tomorrow Black Monday. I I can't stand it because there's so many coaches, not just the head coaches, the assistants as well, and and their lives are are, are affected by this. But, um, 
Yeah, it, Denver's the first team, and I was able to have uh, a conversation with their owner, and uh, that's kind of the protocol. Man, if they can come, and when I say they, with whatever team wants to hire him, if they can come to an agreement with the Saints, I believe that we'll see Sean Payton back coaching next year. Uh, he was also asked on the NFL pregame on Fox this past Sunday by Michael Strahan, on a scale of, of 1 to 10, what are the odds that we see you back here on set next year? And he said seven, which obviously is a strong indicator that he will be back on set. But if you have to look at the other 30%, I think he's going to be back coaching. Um, you already had the interview with the Broncos. He has a desire. I don't think he's just doing this or running around doing or having interviews just to survey the landscape. Uh, if he finds a deal worth taking, you going to do it. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Scott is calling from California. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, you there, JR? Are you there? Of course I'm here. It's my show. Yeah, Where would I go? No, I just said some static real quick. Hey, okay. um, I'm a, I'm a fan of your show. I really like your content. I, uh, I drive a lot, so I hit and miss all the time. But anyway... I'm an ardent Minnesota Viking fan, and I just love CBS Sports Radio because um, some of your uh, other anchors today, they're rating the 14 teams going into the playoffs uh, from 14th uh, worst to the top one. And uh, at number 10, both of these folks came in with the Minnesota Vikings with 13 and 14 coming in at 10. And... Uh, and I still got I still got a plug for my boys, man. I, I just I think the Vikings are different this year. I think Kirk Cousins knows he doesn't have a lot of time left. Um, yeah, we went eleven and zero this year. Eleven and zero. And wait, 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 wait. Kirk Cousins. In. Kirk Cousins doesn't have a lot of time to do what exactly? To realize that he's got to get he's, he's if he's going to make a, a major splash, you know, get through some playoffs, maybe hit a, you know. Um, you know, NFC Championship game, oh, okay. that'd be awesome. But yeah. um, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I just think a three, 13 and 14 uh, should just not be placed at number 10 wow. of 14 a, teams. I don't, I don't, I don't know what show you're talking about. But B, I Maggie, really... Maggie and Burla, Maggie and Burla. Oh, okay, all right. Well, that's that's fine. That's that's their opinion. I can tell. I, look, I haven't sat down and ranked all of the teams. Like I, I we know who the top teams are. Uh, who can potentially go out there and win a Super Bowl. And we know that there would be a bunch of teams in front of the Minnesota Vikings. And so I'd venture, if I started to lay them out, I'd probably have them in the, the, the middle of the pack and maybe around that, that 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, because for uh, what you just said, you said that you believe they're different this year. Uh, from my perspective, I'll see it when I believe it. I've watched a team this season who's gone and had a 13-4 and record but along the way, they've been inconsistent. Like, their defense has been crap. They've, they, we talked about a 33-0. and 0. They had to come back. Nice that they did it, but they were in that hole. They've been inconsistent. And so anything that they do, it, this would basically be a respect tour for the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, we just got it together for the Minnesota Vikings. And so... I, I think anyone who looks at them as a uh, show me first and I'll believe it uh, would be justified. And so the Minnesota Vikings have to go out there and do it. 
let me ask you, let me tell you this. Uh, in the same list that they are doing, um, respectively, uh, Perloff picked the Bills as number one, and Maggie picked the Bills as number two. Okay. And the Minnesota Vikings beat the Bills. Now, if you don't want to lose to so the Vikings, what? don't fumble in the end zone. So, but, but that's, that's what we hear all year long. Yeah, like but hold on won. a second. Who cares who beat who? Any given Sunday, somebody uh, can beat someone. No, no, no. I don't care. Let's 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 come to reality here. Just because a team beats another team doesn't mean all things considered that they are a better squad. Okay. I, I can put yeah, I, agree. I, I can put Mike Tyson in the '80s in the ring with a tomato can, and if Mike Tyson gets beat by a tomato can, you know, I don't know, twenty percent of the time. That doesn't mean that the tomato can is better. So I'm not going to use that as a marker for, you know, who overall is a better team. It don't, it don't work that way. Well, apparently the Vikings beat 13 tomato cans this year. And, and, they, I just and, wish- and, and they did. And on their way to doing so, they didn't always do so convincingly. They actually did so kind of getting slapped around and haphazardly. They did it with a defense, unfortunately, that gave up tons of passing yards throughout the course of the year. And so if I wanted to, Scott, I can sit here and make an excellent case for the Vikings. I can look at the pros and I can look at the cons. But unfortunately for a team that I think would be a Super Bowl contender, uh, a lot of the cons, unfortunately, have, have been glaring when it comes down to defense, when it comes down to consistency. And if they're able to patch that up, in the most opportune time in the playoffs, then God bless them. Let's see if they do it, okay? Jair, let me, let me just finish this. Oh, my I, God, I Scott, Scott, you've been here for four minutes and 45 okay, seconds. Okay. I have thanks, to move thanks on. Thanks for your time, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Oh, yeah, I got, a, I got a clock that shows me how long everybody's been on. And it's just like, well, damn, five minutes is an eternity. How about the clock actually tells me when a caller has been on for way too long? It's like, hey, hang up on this person. Hang up on them. And How I many of those minutes it. were about Maggie and Perloff's opinions? Yeah, I'm like, well, t- you telling me about <laughs> Maggie? Did you call them? You can call their show, right? I'm like, yeah, I don't have no problem. I like Maggie. Right, I like same. Her. Yeah, I like them. I know them. But look, just call them. You couldn't get through? I know who to call. Let's call them. I'll tell them to let you through. Daniel's calling from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Daniel? Hey, hey, JR. What's up? The, yeah, this is the Uber driver. Remember? Hey. Yeah, yeah, I remember. You don't have any passengers in the back of your Uber, do you? <laughs> you do. You have passengers in the back of your Uber right now? Right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Where, do they tip you? Do you think? They, yeah, do, I, just, yeah, I just want to let you know. Yeah. I just want to let you know. Chicago, we are happy campus. No, we just hired the the former commissioner for Big yeah, Ten, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten. Kevin yeah. Warren. So, so we on the move. We okay. got the first round pick. We got a lot of money. We're gonna do a lot of stuff this year. So watch out. So. so I'll be calling you every time now. Okay, just great. To make sure that Chicago is on the is on the track. When I come Chicago to Chicago, has- when I come to Chicago, are you? Can you drive me around? Oh, sure, I will. Yeah, I like to go from downtown to the West Loop. No, no problem. I t- okay. I take care of you. Just I got you, man. And what okay. what's up with your – so what is – you got a passenger in the back of your Uber right now. What are they doing in the back of the car? 
Are they listening to me? <laughs> They're listening to you. Yes, sir. You think you think they want to listen to you? Oh yeah, they, I know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, tell them I said hi. Okay. Okay, I will. Okay, right. talk to you later. Okay, okay. thank you, Daniel, for thank calling you. from Chicago in the Uber. And shout-outs to his passenger who probably doesn't want to listen to him call in to me. And shout-outs to everybody listening on The Score in Chicago. Uh, when I go back to Chicago, it's nice to know that Daniel will drive me around and then I will have to talk to Daniel. But it's what I do. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. We talked about Sean Payton. Uh, I got to talk to you about Derek Carr. This man wrote a farewell letter. I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going to try not to cry. So if you want to hear me cry, probably, tune into the other side. I'm going to get some Kleenex. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the great JR, man. Your show's so awesome. We uh, appreciate listening to you uh, on a regular basis, my man. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. I appreciate you listening on a regular basis because you got options. Well, you have different options to listen to this damn show. You can listen on your local affiliate, you can listen on the free Odyssey app. You can listen uh, on Sirius XM channel 158. That's what I do when I'm in my car. Uh, you can listen at home on a smart speaker. But I would, you know what? I'm not going to trigger anybody's smart speakers. I know I could trigger some smart speakers right now, but I'm not going to do it. I'll behave. Anyway, if you want to talk to me, it's simple. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. You can also contact me. I'm on social media at JR Sport Brief. Uh, On social media today, early this morning, I woke up. And I'm not going to tell you all the things that I did when I woke up. But when I finally checked Twitter, I saw a message. Derek Carr of the the Raiders was trending. Uh, Derek Carr, a future quarterback somewhere else, was trending. And why was he trending? We know he got benched a couple of weeks ago. And I can't even say he got benched. They put him in cobwebs. They told him to go home. The Oakland Raiders basically said, we're done with you. We need to trade you. And so we aren't going to play you. Your time here is done. And there's no reason for you to even show up at the games. We're going with Stidham. And so Derek Carr and everybody knowing the writing is on the wall, that if they keep him post-Super Bowl for a few days, that his contract is going to be guaranteed and this and that, they want to get rid of the guy. They're either going to cut him or they're going to trade him, but they ain't going to pay him no damn money. And so Derek Carr, always passionate, three-time pro bowler, Derek Carr. The Derek Carr, unfortunately, who's gone through the ups and the downs and has gone through more coaches and offensive coordinators who you could even count on one hand. He wrote a goodbye letter. Get a tissue. Get some Kleenex. Get a towel. Get a mop. Get a bucket. 
because you might just cry. Listen to this message from Derek Carr. Raider Nation, it breaks my heart I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. We certainly have been on a roller coaster in our nine years together. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful and appreciative of the years of support you gave to my family and me. We had our share of both heartbreaking moments and thrilling game-winning drives. Maybe a few. And it always felt like you were there next to me. It's especially hard to say goodbye because I can honestly say that I gave you everything I had. Every single day, in season, and in the off-season. It certainly wasn't perfect. But I hope that I was able to leave you with more than a few great memories. More than a few. As Raider fans. And then he continues on. I ain't reading all this. He thanks this. You're welcome. He thanks the city of Oakland. He thanks Las Vegas and and a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, good for him. As he gets ready to go to another team where he will probably, unfortunately, be beaten to a pulp. Where the hell is Derek Carr going? By the way, he has a no trade clause, so he can actually kind of, uh, you know, steer his direction. Derek Carr want to play for the Saints? Does Derek Carr want to go to the New York Jets? Oh, run away from those guys. Run away. Does he want to be the quarterback for the Washington Commanders? Derek Carr is good. He can be slightly above and better than good. But then other times where he's just giving the ball away. Is he going to the Colts? Is he going to be the quarterback for the Panthers? Derek Carr is going to start for somebody. Is he worth trading for, though? It's an interesting situation. If you didn't cry at the last, uh, his goodbye message, you don't have to. Because I actually remember Derek Carr crying uh, about a month ago after the Raiders lost to the Colts and and people were just destroying them. Derek Carr stood at the, the, the press conference and he was emotional. He had to cry. He had to pause and compose himself multiple times because of what his teammates go through in the locker room. If you didn't cry at his goodbye letter, listen to him cry right now. Sorry for being emotional. I'm just pissed off about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice. What we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard knowing what some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like just so we could be there for each other. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way. About this place and as a leader that pisses me off if I'm being honest oh my god that's that's deep and it's it's true we gotta give we gotta give NFL players credit these guys be they be taking shots they take pills they do all types of wild stuff just to play I ain't taking no, hey Shep you take a needle to go to bed I know I did not 
Did you take a needle to come to work today? No, I did not. Oh, there's Lil Wayne at the basketball game. Anyway. Nice. He's also, what? he's also, you know, it's funny. We, we think of Der- Derek Carr, JR, is this old guy and veteran. He's like, he's like 31. He's, he's still got a lot of time left. Yeah, he does. I don't know if, uh, uh, I don't know if all the emotion, and there's nothing wrong with emotion. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Dan Campbell is going to curse you out one minute and cry the next. He's your second favorite coach. Dan Campbell? Yeah. Who's my favorite? I would say Tomlin. One and two? I don't know about that. You like, you like another head coach more than Tomlin and Campbell? Uh, I like Belichick. For his press conferences, though. Uh, I like, I like, I like, he's angry. Yeah, he is. So I like him. I like him. I like Belichick. And then people make fun of him and call him Belichick. I like that. I like the bad guys. I need Bill Belichick to come out with a I hate smiles t-shirt and coach a game. I need it. <laughs> I would love it. But there's nothing wrong with emotion. But in the case of Derek Carr, I don't know. They're just, like, I don't think Derek Carr would work in New York with the Jets. Oh, my God. If he gave that press conference in New York with the Jets, this man would be eaten alive by the fan base, by the media. They'd go, oh, my God, the New York Jets quarterback is out here crying. It's like, yeah, we get it. Playing in the NFL is tough, but get over yourself. They'd be like, hey, don't be pissed off at this. Be pissed off that you lost. Wait, Jerry, I have a question for you now. Yes. In all seriousness, if you look at the totality of his career, he has been better. And listen, you host in New York. Marco works in New York, so I get all that. But he has been better than every other Jets quarterback in terms of the longevity of his career outside of Joe Namath. I even include Vinny Testaverde in that conversation. Yeah, that, that would be true, yes. Jets fans would do anything for these tears. You and I both know that. I don't think so. The way he's played the last nine years for the Raiders, they would take this in a heartbeat. I don't know if it would work in New York. And it, not because of what would take place on the field. Uh, New York Jets have had plenty of problems between the coaching. Look, Derek Carr has had to go through, I don't know what, six head coaches? Six. Six of them. The guy was drafted in 2014. He's gone through six head coaches already. Maybe more. But in New York, I yeah, oh, he can give you uh, 25 touchdowns a year. Okay, fine. Uh, that's that's nice. But there's, there's so much more that comes to it or that comes with it than just what takes place on the field. Randall flipped us all off. We don't talk about him anymore because he's, cause he's oh, cause they're, cause they're winning. Yeah. Oh, that's different. No. New York Knicks are different. New York Knicks fans are suckers, okay? New York Jet fans are just, uh, they're brutal. And I think the media approach to football, to basketball, is different. People are used to just ragging on the Knicks. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. But when you have particular instances on the football side, whether it's Ben McAdoo or Geno Smith, it's, uh, these, these guys can be beat to a pulp. And I don't know if Derek Carr would have the, uh, the personality long-term for New York. If I were Derek Carr, unless I absolutely needed to, I wouldn't want to play for the Jets. Um, there are going to be some open jobs. Maybe he can replace Tom Brady with the Bucks. I, I don't know. Going to replace him in, in, in L.A. Who? Who's oh, going to oh, replace so, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady with the Raiders. Yeah. He. Uh, you know what? If Tom Brady goes to the Raiders, maybe he can get Mark Davis a better barber. Oh, that would be one thing. 
Yeah, Tom Brady, bring bring some style or something to the man. 855-212-4CBS. Where do you think the best spot is for Derek Carr? Because it's obvious his days as a Raider is done. I'll talk to you about a bunch of other things that you got in front of me. 855-212-4CBS. And I didn't forget about Dana White. We'll get to him. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, JR. You are my favorite national host. You always have an interesting perspective on everything. Is that hey, well thanks. Is that a is that a nice way of calling me crazy? You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. So Derek Carr writes his goodbyes. He's like, alright. Buy Raiders, buy Oakland, buy Vegas. I'm out of here. The team don't want me. Bye. And he has a no trade clause. It's just uh, after nine years, it sucks to go out that way. But this has run its course. And from all indications, uh, the Raiders, they, they want Tom Brady. There's a reason why they hired Josh McDaniels. They hope that he is an attractive element to lure Tom Brady to the desert. Maybe it is. I think the Raiders would be more attractive than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, so let's see what happens in the offseason. In the meanwhile, meantime, Derek Carr does have a no-trade clause, and it's pretty wild to think about this. It was only a few months ago that Devontae Adams, he was moved from Green Bay to the Raiders, and he was reunited with his buddy, you know, Derek Carr and the, the Bulldogs. Oh, he go back to Fresno, and... It's pretty funny, or maybe not so. Devontae Adams was asked about this. He's like, hey, now that Derek Carr seems like he's getting the boot, do you even still want to be here? Devontae Adams was just like, a matter of fact, listen to what he said. You know, I wouldn't have been here or ended up here um, originally probably, you know, if Derek wasn't here, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I won't be here, you know, in, in the event that he's not here. Um, he's my, that's, that's my boy. Obviously, I got his back through anything. I think I've made that more than clear at this point, and, and I support him and support everything that he has, um, you know, moving forward as well. But, um, you know, my, my dream was to play for this team before he was a Raider, obviously, and at this point I want to, you know, obviously try to make this thing work and, and, and continue on doing what I'm doing here and, um, you know, myself get better and obviously see the team grow and get better as well. Yeah, I like Derek Carr. That's my friend, but uh, he don't write my checks. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Nick is here from Maryland. Go ahead, Nick. JR, uh, thank you for uh, for being the crazy like a fox guy you are. You you uh, take away uh, my uh, fanaticism sometimes, and you let me think clearly because I am a fanatic about my Ravens. I just want to have a peaceful, happy Sunday night. I don't think it's going to happen. Lamar, you know, I, I love uh, Derek Carr's farewell note, but Maryland Today is talking about a tweet that came out that doesn't sound like LJ. He might have had an agency write, it, write the tweet for him. Yeah, absolutely. Sounded very, sounded very defeatist. I understand PCLs are serious, serious stuff. You did a great job yesterday as well when you posed the question about Tua and LJ. 
and who and whose injury is is going to stump their growth? Well, I think it's LJ, and it's certainly through no fault of, of him getting injured. But there's a guy named Greg Roman in this town mm-hmm. uh, who who really has stunted LJ's growth. And his biggest indictment on him now is this team's had six weeks without LJ, and I know he's the heart and soul of the team, although there's slowly been some changes now because Mr. Smith came to Baltimore. He got a big contract. He's the heart and soul of the defense now. But, you know, I, I just don't know what Greg Roman talks about when he says, I have plays in the vault. His attention to detail is lousy. His reps, rep-ups in practice are lousy. He doesn't give Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown reps in practice. Anthony Brown didn't know he was going to play against the Bengals last week until Friday and didn't even practice and take a lot of reps. So everybody in this state wants Greg Roman gone, and maybe then LJ can do what he needs to do. You well, know, let me or, ask you this. Yeah. Were, you one of, were, were you one of the fans who put the flyers at the facility saying to fire Greg Roman? Are you there? <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I think I was a kindred spirit to that, uh, okay. uh, JR, but uh, no, that wasn't me. Okay. Right, I, just, uh, I, I love this team. I, I want them to compete, but Greg Roman has just—it's just—I don't know what he's, kind of offense he's running. Okay. You know, well, we might we, have we, bad receivers. Go okay. vertical. All yeah, right. go vertical. Even with a third-string okay. quarterback, you might get a PI. Something good will happen. Okay. All right. Well, Nick, don't worry about it. The season will be over in a few days. Okay. Jr. I need an intervention Sunday night. Thank you, sir. Okay. Right, no doubt. Sorry, I won't be there to provide it. My apologies. Have a beer. Or two, safely in your house. Or three, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Leo is calling from here in Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> JR, you know what? I can even comment on the guy talking about what he just was talking about. But here's what I'm going to say. With regard to Ursay, Ursay's made a lot of mistakes. And you know what? But he is interviewing people now for jobs, for people that we have – Always seen get overlooked, the enemy and the whole bit. And he hasn't been a bad dude over time. Derek Carr. Derek Carr holds the ball so long, a very well expert in the NFL says the quarterbacks that move their head are not actually seeing the field the way they should. He holds it too long, and he's moving the ball, and wherever he goes, that's going to be an issue. He's not a bad dude. He's just not the best quarterback for the type of offensive systems that are working. Allen, Mahomes, they're seeing the field and know their options. Even Purdy's doing it better than him. He's holding it too long. Now, he has had too many offensive coordinators. Well, so he may be a bit confused, but he's not getting rid of the ball. Your when, thoughts, you have, when you have other individuals, defenders in the NFL, who openly talk about how afraid you are of contact, of being hit, that once we touch you, 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 you just melt. What else, what else do I need to hear? You don't hear that about other quarterbacks. We hear that about Derek Carr. We've heard that about Derek Carr for years. And that, that's not a good omen. Derek Carr is okay. He's a starting quarterback in the league. He can be on a good team. Unfortunately, he hasn't had the, the best of circumstances when it comes to consistency having the same coach over time, having the same offensive coordinator. I'm sure that hasn't worked in his development. But 
he's good. He's okay. I, I don't know if good and okay will be good enough, you know, for a guy who's now on the other side of, of 30. And so we'll see what, what team decides to pick him up. Um, it will be a team that feels that they're, they're pretty close to competing, and that's, that's, all that they would, that's all that they would need. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Jim is calling from Oakland. Hi there. I'm a, I've been a Raider fan for 43 years, and I'll, let me tell you about Derek Carr. I hope he goes to the Jets so that he can suffer like he's made us suffer. I oh, my give you God. The fact, hey, listen, I will give you the fact that he's had a lot of offensive coordinators, a lot of head coaches. His defense has been terrible. He usually has to start from the 25 and doesn't get those 30-yard uh, touchdown opportunities. But I will say this. After he got hurt, he got shy. And the problem with him is, sure, he may have had a lot of fourth-quarter comebacks, but that's because he didn't win the game in the third quarter. He threw a lot. He would check out for a while, throw a lot of lousy passes, wouldn't run for the first down. And I think that's what finally got him out of Oakland, where the players and the fans and the coaches just said, he's not money when you need him. You know, you can win some games at the end, but let's say you have nine comeback drives like Brett Favre. He probably lost about 40 games you know, in the middle of the game by just not being there. You know what? He's a great guy. He's a good Christian man. But I think it was time for him to move on. Oh, well, listen, I, we could have ended your call when you said you hope he goes to the Jets and suffers <laughs> like he made you suffer. That was that was the money he, line. Hey, thank you, Jim. You betcha. All right, thank you, Jim. It's like, hey, he's a good Christian man, but I hope he suffers with the New York Jets. What are the Jets, hell? Hey, Shep, are the New York Jets, hell? Ask Carl. They killed him. Carl who? Oh, it's a line from Curb Your Enthusiasm. You 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 just gave me a TV reference? A guy basically, the Jets, the, the way it works is he's rooted for the Jets his whole life, and it eventually cost him his life. This guy was a Jets fan? The Jets killed him? The Jets killed Carl. It's a very famous line from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, my God. Curb Your Enthusiasm. That is with uh, Larry David. You would be correct. Ah. Who's, who's, who's the guy? Carl? Carl, yeah, yeah. Was he Larry David's friend? Yeah, it was, it was only one episode, I, uh, you know, uh, I didn't know Larry him, David yes. had friends. I thought he was a jerk in the show. No, he wasn't. He wasn't? He was not. No, he's just a oh, funny I've guy. Seen, I've never seen Kirby. And, you really should check jerk. it out, JR. I thought he was a jerk. Anyway, I'm a jerk. It's the JR Sport Reef Show. I'm going to tell you about a bigger jerk on the other side. His name is Dana White. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 